This episode is brought to you by Third Eye Cacao. We're so happy to have a brand new sponsor. We want you to support our sponsors because they make these shows possible. Third Eye Cacao is on a mission to preserve ceremonial grade cacao in the world and invite others on a journey from their head to their heart. Cacao is a fruit where chocolate comes from and is one of the most nutrient dense superfoods on the planet. It has been called the elixir of the gods for its ability to open up the heart. Studies have shown that the same endorphins that get released when you are falling in love for the first time, cacao has the power to induce also. It's like the best feeling in the world and cacao has that for you here at Third Eye Cacao. Overall, cacao has the powerful ability to begin any day with intention and ceremony. Use promo code TIMEWHEEL, that's T-I-M-E-W-H-E-E-L, at checkout and save 11% at thirdeyecacao.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. It is the underwear with the dual pouch system. One pouch for one part of the male anatomy, another for the other part of the male anatomy. Not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns. The fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that Sheath provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel production. Plenty of time to discuss body and shape. I'm here with yeah, Zach Jewell, CEO of Into the Dark Blue men's health men's mental health organization that we've been working with for quite some time and uh thank you for joining me sir how you doing yeah man always always glad to be here i'm doing great yeah we we're just talking about your shoulders and you get that <laughs> v shape yeah man i've been i've been pushing pushing some weight in the gym these days trying to trying to look good feel good you know yeah yeah that's part of it right the mental the <laughs> physical it's like it's all tied together yeah. Well, what do you exactly. so, But what do you think about people that say that uh, you know being overweight is is okay or whatever? Is that a, I mean, it is maybe, but what do you think? You know, I just I'm really big on health, right? Like if you're healthy, that's great. Some yeah. people are just overweight. Yeah. That's just how, you know, that's how their bodies are. Um and 
but their systems might be healthy. They might be doing all the right stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally have an issue with like being, being overweight as a, as a like fad or like um, some kind of goal to be unhealthy, you know? Cause I know that, that some people have that where it's like, you know, the bigger you are, the, you know, more clout you have in some, some way or another. I don't know. That's just not my thing. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some bigger body types. Like when I was growing up, you know, in high school and middle school, there were just some guys and girls that were just a little bit heavier. And that was, they couldn't really do much about it, it seemed at the time. But we're talking about, you know, my 600 pound life and glorifying (laughs) this type of uh, behavior. And it's not conducive to like mental health. I would assume those people are Mm -hmm. not mentally healthy. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I I would definitely be surprised if they're like legitimately happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because there's pain involved in carrying that weight around on your joints mm-hmm. and then it this it does uh puts more tax on your system and right. you know, it's just like you're constantly doing more work than you need to. Yeah. And and now people are saying it's okay, and it is it's okay. But it's not ideal, I don't think. Right. It's not like yeah. Pinnacle. I mean, anything in excess, right, is is a problem. I mean, whether it's weight or alcohol or even working out, maybe. Or, yeah, you can work out excessively for sure. I mean, the guys that are like so jacked that it's like to the extreme, maybe. Yeah. I mean, in the th- <laughs> those people, that 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 might not be that good for you either. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's like some body dysmorphia involved in that with like a lot of those guys. I, I have a buddy who is, has done bodybuilding in the past. Um, and he knows a lot of people who are in that circle. And, um, he talked, he's talked to me before about the body dysmorphia that kind of mm-hmm. comes with, um, with being a professional bodybuilder. And, uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah. All the weight cutting and, and the, probably unhealthy dieting where you're restricting calories and then just to just to get be cut perfect for that one day uh it's just Mm -hmm. i guess i would say that's probably better than just eating yourself into obesity because at least you're doing some sort of physical challenge every day yeah staying fit moving a little bit um, I think what is it like 30 minutes a day is all you need to really be physically, you know, healthy. What are you doing? Um, I actually do a lot of weightlifting. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty thin guy, uh, by nature. And so if I do too much cardio, I lose weight really fast. And, um, I've been trying to gain weight and build muscle. And so I do usually like a 15 minute cardio warm up, and that's about it. Uh, but otherwise it's like lifting weights. Um, I've been doing the mace, learning the mace stuff, um, okay. mace flow and all that, which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. So, yeah, but that seems a little bit like cardio to me. Do you agree or no? Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely gets that, uh, gets that in as well because you're doing, you know, those, those movements with the body, you know, forward, backward, sideways, and just yeah. kind of keeping that going kind of similar with martial arts though, where you're doing, it's like a combination of strength training and cardio. Yeah. I was doing some Tai Chi this morning, kind of like Qigong to Tai Chi, mm-hmm. the slow martial arts movements. 
in um lunges and like these slow lunges and poses uh like on one leg and bending down when you're kind of like uh what's that thing where you where you bend down on you on one leg it's like a pistol you know what i'm talking about where you uh, is it like the the you uh, squat Romanian with one squat leg or whatever yeah well you're like one leg is up in front and then you squat down on on one leg and then you have to stand yeah. back up on one leg it's like a one-legged yeah. squat oh without do you do you not have the other toe down i'm trying to think because there's one, like this you, Romanian split squat or something like that where your one foot's back and the other one is forward but one is on the ground and one is forward like kind okay. of, yeah. I mean, that's what like a pistol, I guess, because one your one foot is like straight forward, and then you're squatting on your other foot, leg, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. And you have to. I can do it on one of my legs. I can't do it on the other leg yet. Yeah, those are really effective. I I like isolating. Um, usually, I use dumbbells because I feel like with a bar, your like your better side is kind of assisting the other side, um, and so I think with like those split squats like that and, you know, isolating those muscles, you build strength separately in the muscles. Um, and I, I personally notice a lot more, um, like growth and balance with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like doing body weight shit, although I want to get a little bit bigger shoulders like Rogan and, uh, Dana White, Mm. just a bigger upper body, so that I can intimidate people when I walk by them, basically. <laughs> yeah, just get that chest puffed out. <laughs> Brawn. Yeah. Um, and I, I was doing the Qigong this morning, and I did not plan on getting an ice bath because it was cold. It was very cold outside, but I'm doing mm-hmm. the Qigong outside next to the ice bath. I was preparing for my live. I did my live this morning with Steven, which was really fun. And That's cool. But my body, like my body temperature rose in that 10 minutes of Tai Chi and the the ice bath was right there. So I was like, eh, fuck it. You know, don't think about it. I'm hot. <laughs> Just Get jump in. in. <laughs> yeah. So I stripped down, got in there and did it again. You know, I'm doing it a few times a week for a minute, just under a minute. And I get pretty like jacked after it. You know, I'm like really... um stimulated yeah that yeah. adrenaline yeah something it's like doing a line of coke <laughs> uh, 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 but like i guess better for you right ultimately. but without doing coke which is <laughs> yeah you just got to keep getting back in that bath the, the ice and it's like uh, i'm doing that once a week yeah and awesome yeah so did that had a great Pot, uh, live stream. Then I was at work all day. We're working at this uh, where our warehouse now here in Woodland Park. We'll be opening yeah. up soon to the public. I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. Yeah, it's we. I did, you know, like a hundred orders today myself. So if you get orders wow. from in the next few days, it might have been from me. Like, and I, I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm doing warehouse work. I'm like <laughs> very grounded and. Mm-hmm. I I like it, but like I should be. You're the CEO. You shouldn't be having to do that. I don't know, but I'm doing it, and it's not. And it's, it's yeah, what it is. I mean, I think it's good, man. I think it's good to kind of stay grounded on that base level. Sometimes, you know, even if it's not all the time, just getting yourself in there and doing the things that you're like 
basic employees are doing so you mm-hmm. can understand like what they deal with. Um, I think, you know, when you get disconnected from that, it can really uh, kind of start changing the face of the business when, you know, you're not really understanding of the struggles they might face or the things that might be able to be innovated and improved so their jobs can be easier and more um, like more efficient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with them on the front lines. Yeah. We're, but we're also tightening up the organization and like we're in a weird economy right now. The dollar is losing value. And um, I think people are a little less ready to spend money like they were when they were getting all that free government money last year, you Mm -hmm. know? So everyone last year was like a, making it rain in my pocket <laughs> and now it's just back to a more and maybe slightly less than normal mm. economic kind of a stand um, you know wherever they're like five dollar gallon gas or mm. a new pair of underwear uh. yeah you have to buy the gas like it's a necessity yeah. the food and, right. the, and whatever repairs you might need to do to your house etc it's all much more expensive and Luxury underwear is not on the top of the list unless mm. you're doing well. And a lot, I mean, a lot of people, I imagine, I guess, are still fine. It's just what they used to be able to buy with their money, it's a little bit squeezed. So, anyone that was on mm. that line that was buying from us, they're not buying from us anymore. Yeah. Right now. That makes sense. Totally. But the crypto's going up. Oh yeah, cool. I'll have to check my account soon. I haven't. Uh, I only check it every once in a while because otherwise I get obsessive about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, when it was going up and up, like last year, I, every morning I would check my phone and just get like this little jolt of dopamine. <laughs> you just made ten thousand dollars, you know. And then yeah. I, I, lo- I, I, I was down like fifty. 50- this is weird. People might not be able to identify with these type of numbers, but I was like down fifty thousand. And now I'm back up and because it went down and now it's back up to a reasonable kind of medium price. Bitcoin is almost at like almost at 50 and that's good because it was down to like 30. Nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Which that indicates to me like there's a little bit of confidence that comes from that when anyone holding now they're like, okay. I got a little bit extra cash. I can go buy some underwear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to start promoting on on uh, Coinbase. Have ads on Coinbase. You know? Wow, we do accept <laughs> we do accept cryptos. We'll take your crypto. But you this isn't all about sheath underwear. It's about into the dark blue. And would you yes, what, would you mind explaining what that entails? Like, what does going into the dark blue mean? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, the the dark blue stands for our inner depths, right? The, yeah, we go in. Yeah, absolutely. In, into the deepest parts of ourselves, right? And really getting to understand who we are at our core. Um, and so it's it's that. And then it's also our, our circle of our community that we go to uh, when we are having hard times or, um, you know, we need support. So your circle is the dark blue? Possibly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your community, like your your dark blue crew, right? Like that's dark our whole goal crew. is building the dark blue crew and uh, having the, the men's groups around the country. Um, so it's yeah, it's building that community and learning to under self understand yourself at your at your most basic core. 
So it doesn't have anything to do with the police and the thin <laughs> blue line? You know, I've, get, I've gotten that question a, a few times, um, and it does not. But uh, we actually do want to have groups for first responders uh, here in the future. So uh, first responders, veterans, things like that will actually have some uh, specific groups for or, uh, men's groups for those those folks. Um, so it, it will have some affiliation with the yeah. line. And those dudes, <laughs> those dudes are probably some of the most stressed out Americans that, you know, depending on what city you're working in, but mm -hmm. at any time you pull a stop, you know, the, the chances of a shotgun coming outside of the passenger are like the back window and yeah, you're getting seriously taken out. It could be, you just never know. You never know. And that stress, I, f I imagine, is possibly worse than like what soldiers go through when you're going to Iraq. Because at least there, you have your team, you have your squad, you're all on patrol at the same time. And mm -hmm. and it's, I don't know, like in this, this these other instances, like with police, you have you know you're either by yourself or you have one other person, and it just uh, mm -hmm. shit seems to go. Haywire, and, and maybe it obviously it doesn't happen as much as we think it does. We think it happens like all day, every day. I think it's, mm -hmm. and maybe it, there's so many with numbers, you know, hundreds of thousands of stops a day. You know, of course it's going to be shit's going to happen. But yeah, of course. I mean, but you know, statistically, I I assume that it's not really that often that something like right. that happens, you know? Um, and I, th I think that's a lot of it is a lot of, you know, the things that we see in the media and all that sort of thing is like, and we're like totally diverting, which is totally fine. Um, but uh, we, uh, but yeah, the, the things we see in the media, I think are the like lower percentage of the negative things that happen in our world. Exactly. You know? And they're um, amplified. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, oh. But yeah. yeah. Um, well, the men's groups, it's talk, talk more about that and why it's important. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the whole goal is really to just provide space for guys to get to understand their emotions better. Uh, and then also how to more effectively deal with the shit that we deal with every day, right. With the difficult things in life. Um, and so we actually just launched uh, nine of the men's groups. Uh, we had 10 and I had an ambassador drop recently, but uh, yeah, we had launched, we, we've launched nine men's groups around the country. Um, we're in Texas, Colorado, California, Washington, uh, Tennessee, and Ohio so far. And so really excited to just be creating and providing that space. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how much most guys just really need to have permission to talk about what's going on in their lives. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, I noticed a lot of guys just don't usually feel like they have that, like they're allowed to talk about the things they're dealing with. Um, and so far my experience, it's been, you know, guys will come up to me and when they hear that I'm, you know, representing a men's mental health organization, they will come up to me and just start talking and spilling their guts about all of the crazy stuff that's going on in their lives or the, you know, just whatever difficult things they're dealing with. Um, and you can tell that they haven't really had an outlet for those issues, you know? Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, so that's the whole point of the men's group is men's groups is to really uh, create, you just have that, provide that community so guys can have, a place to talk about those things. 
I like it. Yeah, talking is therapeutic. You know, you get it out there. I was talking to my handyman earlier about this podcast, and he was like, what about the people in like the Ukraine, like the guy, or you know, these people in these substandard countries that are really struggling? Maybe the Uyghurs or whatever. And if in in those of us here in America that think we have all these problems, if we put ourselves in, you know, from a different perspective, like, well, your life isn't as bad as these guys over here, so shut the fuck up and quit crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that's a yeah i i get that perspective i i struggle with that personally because like i i think that if you look at things on the grand scale yeah we don't have problems right it's true <laughs> but like we each have our individual lives mm-hmm. um, and we do experience stress in our own ways right and if we don't deal with our own stress we can't help other people with their problems mm-hmm. is, is pretty much what it comes down to. And so, yeah, I could look at the Ukraine and be like, right, they're dealing with a much bigger, much, much bigger issues than I probably ever will in my life. You know, I see the, I've seen videos of, you know, people, Ukrainian kind of connections that I have who are posting videos of that their relatives are sending them of all the destruction and crazy shit that's going on, you know, and it's heartbreaking. It is so hard to watch. And I know you've experienced that stuff firsthand as well, you know? Um, And, but, you know, the fact of it is I live in the U S and I do have problems and issues in my personal bubble. Uh Uh-huh. And they, they exist. they real. Yeah, you know? my feelings are valid, right. And, you know, it's a similar kind of argument where poor people will be like, you're fucking rich and white and, like, you have everything. What, do, why are you, what, what could you possibly be depressed about? But you ha- and there's so many rich, any race, super depressed people. Like, mm-hmm. and, and they... It, so it's not about your socioeconomic status or where you live geographically. It's like we're all going through this life experience through these two eyes. And I'm yeah, Ukraine's over there, but it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. And what's affecting my day-to-day life is I'm having problem paying my bills. My wife is, you know, getting on to me for not doing enough around the house or you know, like providing enough and, and I'm using mm. like not necessarily in this case, but in a former life, I, you know, I, I've, we all go have problems that we're dealing with and someone else's problems doesn't necessarily change the perspective I have because I'm here now. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. I'm just, exactly. It's kind of like a devil's avocado. He was he was trying to be like, <laughs> what? Yeah. W- what could you possibly have to be complaining about? You're you know an American, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So well, it's you know, and it's not to say that we don't care about the problems of others either. You know, we can care about what other people are dealing with while still handling our own stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, you can't really care about them, though, until you've handled your own stuff, because if you're all stuck in your head, then you're useless to everyone, (laughs) including yourself. Right. 
I'm reading this really good book called Limitless by Jim Quick. And it, I was really loving it. And then I was, so I stopped reading it and I have, I bought one for my whole team and we were all reading it together. And then I was, yeah. as we're rereading it, like, man, this dude isn't saying shit. He's all he's saying is how he's going. Like, we're going to get to how we're going to make you be able to, you know, remember better, read faster, uh-huh. focus better, and all this stuff. And, but actually, finally, like chapter 13, 11, actually, is focus. And he was talking about focusing. And, you know, people say, focus, hey, focus. And you try to focus, and then your mind maybe wanders off into these other. <laughs> areas and with like the word focus never had an explanation in school and parents they weren't like okay so how do you focus it seems self-explanatory pay attention to what you're doing but what do you do when your mind goes on these worries like say you're stressed out about your whatever bills and your wife and you but you need to focus but your mind keeps going to that so you're not focusing Mm. And so, like, we're all limited by our ability to handle situations and and possibly focus. And I, so, I just want to I want to kind of try to describe how it was described to me that made it understandable. Like, I've been in the like the past few days. I've been in this. I've been able to focus like and get feeling. shit done mm-hmm. instead of like constantly moving from task to task halfway through to another one halfway through. I, I'm like finishing these things and feeling pretty good about myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's through this ability to focus, which I'm 44. I've never, and, and like, I, how the fuck did I get this far? Because like it comes in spurts, but if you can really mm-hmm. exercise that muscle, you can All really the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the way this this monk, he was like a Chinese monk or something, explained it was there's a light in our mind, in our brain. Mm. It's like a light shining, so to speak. And when people express someone being smart, they say he's bright sometimes, which just kind of correlates to the light and you have your attention is focusing on said task and then this light will kind of go off into this other uh, attention elsewhere right Mm. and to where you're like something else not what you're doing like some other thing and if you can you can kind of control that light and be like, no, I'm not shining the light on that shit over there. I'm shining the light on what I'm fucking doing right now. And <laughs> it was so simple yet so profound. And I'm like, mm. your light is going in this other direction. You can refocus mm. it. And it just really worked for me. Everyone I tell to, yeah. they're like, I don't quite get what you're saying, but <laughs> if, we're, if That's anybody like- out there. You know, oh, keep going. Hope, now, if anybody's out is out there, that, that helps. Uh, trying to also, when you learn something by teaching it, you kind of relearn it supposedly, and like it kind of mm. embeds it deeper in your brain. So, I'm yeah, to totally. Teach it while Starts to become a habit. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, that takes me back to when I was a kid and helping my dad 
um, helping my dad work on the car, right? And I'm holding the flashlight for him, you know? And I like get distracted and I move the flashlight over to a different part. And he's like, hey, 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 I can't see. Wow. <laughs> you know, so bring the flashlight yeah. back, right? I had to do that so, with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it just, it brings me back to that. And I think that's, that's going to put that in my head remembering my dad say, Hey, I can't see you. <laughs> give me, give me my light, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I mean, I don't know cool. if hopefully it helps anyone out there. It really helped me. And that's, that was just like one of the chapters, all this buildup, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then finally got to something like juicy. And so, yeah, really. He's like, I don't, that. I don't really have that much to say, but I'm just going to give you filler until I, yeah. Yeah. Um, it seemed that way for sure. A lot of stories and anecdotes and mm. it's like, okay. And you know, okay. Give me, give, give me the shit. Give me <laughs> yeah. Cliff notes. Like, just, just give me four chapters instead of 14. How about yeah. That, that would have been <laughs> a better use of my time, but I like reading. Do you read? Uh, you know, every once in a while, uh, I'm not in the habit as much of it, habit of it as much as I would like to be. Um, but every once in a while I'll pick up, I'll pick one up and I, I have, I like to read like nonfiction kind of self-help kind of stuff mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I'll do like a chapter at a time. I like to really r- just read a little bit and process it and then read a little bit and process it. And that way it actually sticks for me a little bit more rather than reading six chapters at a time of kind of an in-depth, in-depth process or in-depth um, like philosophy or something like that. Um, and so I like to really grasp it. And so I'll read a chapter every couple of days and really dwell on it and then move on, you know. That's smart. So. That's kind of what he talks about in some of the filler chapters was <laughs> 25 minutes is about the capacity for absorbing new information that we mm-hmm. have and then taking a, at least a five minute break. I mean, minimum, you know, a couple mm-hmm. days, maybe even better. And you can really just... uh consume and digest the information yeah. better and retain exactly. it. Oh, another thing he did, another thing he said, we're on, I'm sorry, we're on this thing now, but it's about like, like remembering names. Cause isn't like, I hate when I can't remember someone's name. So oh my gosh, me too. I'm so bad at that. Okay. So here you go. There's another little trick tip for you. You have three to six seconds to remember this person's name. Mm. Um, because it's so fast, it's happened so quick. They'll say their name and it's like gone. On to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you didn't even it didn't even like process. But just mm-hmm. if you can give one this person, whoever you're meeting, three to six seconds worth of your attention mm-hmm. to remember their name, mm-hmm. it sticks. And you don't even you don't even have to have like some kind of mnemonic sound trick or anything. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like I'm gonna fucking remember your name because I'm gonna sit here for three seconds and just be like, this dude's name is Bob, you know, and his <laughs> name is Bob and this Bob. This is Bob. I'm not gonna just qu- think, let my focus go on to some other topic before I even process his name. Pro- take your three seconds and process the fucking dude's name. This at least right. Name. Seriously, it's like it's like when we ask somebody how they're doing and we don't actually listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. You're just like, hey, how's it going? And then you like move on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like being mindful of that. Like, And that's something I try really hard to do with with that question. Say, hey, how you doing? 
by like actually asking them and looking them in the face and saying, how are you doing? I think I probably, probably, probably need to do the same thing with asking their name. So, Hey, how's it going? I'm Zach. What's your name? And then say, awesome. So-and-so nice to meet you. So yeah. Uh, repeating the name yeah. is, is, is important. How about this? Do you ever do that to yourself? Say, Hey Zach, how you doing? Maybe I should. Maybe I may, you know, maybe I would know myself a little bit better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, that, that's exactly the point. Like the more time you spend with anyone, the more you're going to get to know them. And the way you get to know someone is having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. How many conversations with the most important person in your life do you actually have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do um, it either. I don't know. Not, I just, not very many. I, cause when I, what I do when I'm like by myself is all, be silent and meditate and mm. i'm trying to shut down the mind mm-hmm. and stop it the monkey mm-hmm. mind whereas <laughs> in this instance this guy was talking about talking to yourself and i've talked to myself i talk to myself out loud all the time <laughs> what the fuck are you doing you fucking retard no i'm just kidding why'd you put that there why'd you yeah, yeah uh-huh. what, are you, what are you thinking <laughs> who are you talking to like that i'm talking to you me you don't talk to me like that yeah i do i'll kick your ass bitch just have a full-on argument with yourself mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, yeah i'm actually reading a book right now called uh shambhala uh, mm. the the sacred path of the warrior uh, and i sent mm. you a picture of it the other day yeah uh, and it's it's uh all about understanding the basic goodness of things starting with yourself um, so basically I exist, therefore I am good. So it's not, I am, I am bad because, or I am good because, but like I exist, therefore I am good. Like the sun is neither good nor bad. It just is the sun. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. And so therefore it's good. Um, and so it also, with that concept, it talks about meditation and it talks about how it's okay if we think during meditation but it's just a matter of recognizing them that you're thinking as just thoughts and nothing else. Your thoughts are neither good nor bad. You can talk, you can talk about or think about how you hate somebody or you hate yourself or uh, you love peanuts more than pecans or whatever, Uh, whatever the thoughts may be. It's like, it doesn't matter what those thoughts are. They're just thoughts, nothing else. And so that, that, is kind of what they're talking about is the start of understanding meditation and being able to clear your mind and, and stop the thinking is mm-hmm. by acknowledging them as just thoughts. Agreed. So, and then, but I, I did say, but earlier, but I do agree <laughs> that most thoughts are just thoughts, but if you're having a repetitive thought and just, it will not go away. Mm-hmm. Probably might be something you need to take care of. Write it down. Sometimes if I'm meditating, I, I'll, and it just like this thing is bugging me, but I'm meditating, so I but I'll, so I'll just open my phone real quick and just take out the trash. You know, you got to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday. You got to fucking take out the trash. Okay, no, <laughs> yep. and I'm, I'm gonna write it down. I'll set an alarm, something to make sure that, and you can get it out of your mind. But some things might be if it's not pressing and it's just a thought, you can acknowledge it as a thought like you were just saying and mm-hmm. it's just a thought and it, you know that's it that's just, all yeah plain and, and simple yeah 
thoughts. We think about other people and judge them a lot of times, probably. It's a lot of mm -hmm. thoughts. <laughs> um, ourselves. Judge I judge not. myself all the time. Yeah. Well that's, well, that's part of, that's in the Bible. There's like this verse that really stuck out to me for, since I was like in my early 20s and it was like, judge mm -hmm. not lest thou be judged. And mm -hmm. I always say, I always add harshly because no one ever mm -hmm. judges you like, oh, you're the best, you know, or you're, you're the <laughs> shit. I mean, maybe some to every now and then, but for the most part, yeah. when you're judged, it's bad. Right, right. That's, I mean, so... And, yeah, sometimes the verdict is good. Um, and yeah, it's interesting how we don't view the compliments as judgments, um, but they definitely are. Uh, so I think it's reframing that. It's like it's like the word consequences as well. There can be good consequences and bad consequences, but we're taught that consequences are a negative thing. Yeah, know? there's a connotation yeah, to consequences. Like reframing our thought process is such an important thing. So. How so? Reframing it in what way? Reframing it is in like um, not letting words have so much power, like in a negative direction, right? Uh -huh. So, so the consequences of my actions could be, you know, I I get I I make a million dollars, yeah, because you know my actions were good and led me in that direction, you know. Yeah. So just because, um, yeah, okay. So like a word has a negative connotation, but it may not necessarily be negative after all right like judging exactly. judging could be positive yeah right yeah like exactly you, you could be judged as not guilty for a crime that you didn't commit and that's a good that's a good judgment yeah that is a good judgment but like that's a positive thing. <laughs> it's funny because I, I i can think of one person that does this but most people when when they're doing their self-talk, it's never like, man, I'm the shit. I got to go it on. I can't do anything wrong. Everyone loves me. You know? Whereas yeah. it's mostly, I would imagine, if anyone is like me, it's, you know, like, what the fuck? What were you thinking? You fuck, fuck, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I would agree. I, I would like, maybe, would it be good to be walking around like, the fucking man baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely where i want to get i want to be able to like be like man you're you're awesome you did a great thing just now <laughs> yeah all the time that would be a better much better like flipping of mm -hmm. the perspectives I'm, sh I'm sure there's good stuff about us right exactly uh, uh, i think we're 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 own we're our own worst critics right as you should be. I mean, not as you should be. That's where it gets complicated because the dude I'm talking about, I mean, I'm not going to say his name, but he thinks he's the shit. He can't do anything wrong. Everyone loves him. He's just like walking on clouds all the time. And he's actually mm -hmm. kind of a piece, like, I don't know, like not a piece of <laughs> shit. I don't like to say that word too much, but uh, kind of like everything's handed to him. His parents give him mm -hmm. everything. He doesn't have to work. He's not that accomplished at anything really like mm -hmm. i don't like how are you so confident and so full of yourself like right I, I want that but i it's weird you also want to be grounded in reality at the same time yeah it's mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I, I mean it's just mind-boggling <laughs> that kind of <laughs> perspective on life but it's also like hey you know 
more power to you, dude. If you fucking love yourself that much, I mean, shit, that's right. Kind of, kind of cool, actually, in a yeah, weird way. I, you know, I, I think I'm gonna. I think this. That's gonna be my my meditation this week is learning how to be talk to myself more positively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've been doing that. Any like for it's about a ten years now, and I've. Anyways, I would say that shit to myself like who the fuck are you talking to like that like <laughs> you don't talk to anyone else like that but you're gonna talk to yourself <laughs> like that no no yeah. and i'll i will flip it and be like you're you are awesome or something um you're I've doing let, great <laughs> yeah i've let it go a little bit and i've been kind of getting letting it slip back into that negative self-talk mm-hmm. but i guess i should stop it because it is it's actually pretty rare i don't negative self-talk that much anymore i just but i don't positive self-talk i just don't i'm not like getting down on myself because like hey you're doing pretty fucking you're doing all right you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'd say you're killing it you know? ah, you're doing okay <laughs> i'll give you a fucking a slight bit of credit but you're killing it you know like you've taken into the dark blue from nothing to you know like an idea to mm-hmm. having nine different men's groups in six different states or yeah and two more coming soon you know and mm-hmm. more more to go and yeah you're right man and that's you know something i've been trying to tell myself more and more is that like you know it's only been three years and it's gone from an idea for a podcast to uh you know with my buddy josh in san antonio to a national nonprofit organization and so it's just like you've you've done this be mm-hmm. proud of it right yeah i remember there was somebody else in the at the beginning is he still a part of it uh not so much he he's on the board of directors uh mm-hmm. but that's his uh his only role at this point so um but uh but yeah i'm like so grateful for him and it, you know the the whole process of getting things started and off the ground um the logo was all him uh the podcast format was all him you know and so he really helped lay the groundwork for all that and um you know just my friendship with him over the years has just really uh fed this whole thing um and so it's uh he's still a part of it um in a lot of ways but uh, even though his, you know, his life is kind of, um, you know, he's got a kid now and the house that, and all this stuff and trying to, trying to, you know, grow his life the way, the direction he needs to. And so, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's either way, it was great um, getting started with him and uh, having him on and his ideas still. So he's always, anything, anything you see with like graphics and, you know, things like that, his, his input is always in the background so yeah he's he's still there a little bit (laughs) okay uh are you able to sustain yourself financially through this uh nonprofit? uh not yet not yet um getting there um but it's this building process is uh really the main thing so once we start getting more grant funding and things like that then i'll i'll start taking a salary but you know nonprofits are are difficult um at the beginning I mean, as any business is right is what is it five years you can expect to be in the red when you start a new business totally 100%. um so you know i do some some side gigs uh, i work with a cbd cbd company in san antonio called alamo botanicals um 
And so uh, when I'm in San Antonio, I work with them uh, and then, you know, some other little uh, side jobs up in Seattle when I'm here. And so, you know, I'm doing dark blue full time and then making my money elsewhere in the meantime until um, we get more funding and uh, like private funding and sponsorships and grants and all that stuff. So I had to do that as far as working, you know, all the way up until at least it was 2015, I think is when I was able to stop doing like little side jobs. I was cleaning golf carts and delivering Chinese food while she (laughs) was making money. I mean, it was making like, I think we made 30,000 the first year and then Mm 60,000 the second year. But like, Mm -hmm. I didn't take any of that money. In fact, I was still putting money into the company, even though we were getting, you know, making money, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next yeah. year we made like a hundred thousand, and then I paid myself like a thousand bucks a month or something, which still, nice. you know, is just like barely nothing by, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially yeah. right now, like, that'll pay your rent. That's about it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but I was living with the, the team at the time, and so it was I was able to make shit happen. Plus, I, I, I yeah. was going to school. That's right, I was going to school, and the, I had being a veteran, you get like. GI Bill money when you're mm-hmm. as if you're going to school actively, and I still have one more year that I could go back, but I have a I have a master's degree, and but I still and also school is f- for suckers for the most part. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I, yeah, My two degree. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think it does. I did. I think it does afford you certain opportunities that you might not have otherwise. But you know, not everybody has the ability to push themselves hard enough to make something happen if they don't go to school, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I I think there are definitely those select few who have the fucking drive to just make, make things happen. And um, then there are just those that don't. So, um, and I think the ones that don't are probably most people. Right. Everybody's not going to be, CEO literally cannot work that way. (laughs) Right. Right. And having a team and being a part of a team and it's okay. In fact, but it also, it's just a, it's a part of development. Like I wasn't the CEO at first. I was a PFC, a private first class in the army, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm a grunt. I'm getting yelled at by drill sergeants. And (laughs) I worked at McDonald's flipping burgers, cleaning bathrooms. I'm the, you ever work in a in a fast food restaurant? Uh, the closest I came to fast food was working in the Costco um, the Costco food court for a little while when okay. I was working for them. So I did that for probably about eight months, and that was quite an experience. Yeah, it's really greasy. It's really greasy in mm-hmm. in in fast food burger restaurants. You like slide around on grease. <laughs> shoes get ruined. Yep, and. Uh, you know, but it's we're all not born CEOs. Like this dude I was talking to earlier, he's talking about these billionaires in China um, becoming billionaires on the backs of these workers. And I'm like, Paul, take it easy. Those mm-hmm. workers might be teenagers working a job that they need to pay the bills, and like we all did. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. they don't have to be slaves 
And but I, I don't know the whole economic system over there. But we started like calculating the money that's sent over there, and like you send them a hundred thousand bucks. Anyway, and like it all gets it gets parsed out. That's it. There's a lot of money going over to China, basically, and we're mm-hmm. making these billionaires. But the, also the standard of living and is going. It's they're turning. It's just like their America fifty years ago. Or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going. They're going through their own industrial revolution. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of factors. I think people need to take into account. Like, yeah, there are some greedy, terrible people out there, but yeah. you know, there's also just you know the the world works on so many different levels than we see. Right. You know? you can't simplify and we, it's, it. Yeah, too much. and it's easy to be angry. You know, it's easy to be angry just on the surface level things that we see, but like. You know, when you really get down into it, even running a company like you're doing and like we were talking about working from the bottom up and working the lower jobs up to CEO, like you know all the different levels and layers that exist in the business to make it run, you know, whereas your bottom level employee who's never worked an upper management job before only sees the fact that you're making money and sitting behind a computer. So they're disgruntled. Because, right. you know, they think that you're just like sitting back, but they don't see the 10 years of work that you put into making things happen. And, you know, the shit you dealt with in the military before that, you know, yeah. they don't see all that. Um, and so I think it's really important to kind of keep that perspective and know and understand all the different layers that exist. What do you think about Bezos? Um uh i think because <laughs> i know you worked at amazon and i'm just curious like what yeah worked totally there mm-hmm. I, I had i mean i had a lot of similar experiences at amazon that other people do as far as um treatment right um just being expected to work hours that um aren't just aren't necessary um i've seen bottom level employees treated very poorly um and you know, there's there's a lot there that um, really that I really struggled with because you know we we did have homeless employees. Um, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, we had homeless employees who, um, you know, basically at a certain point lost their um, they lost their guaranteed work hours. You know, and we as managers were told to um, uh, told to present it as it as if it was a good thing. But then (laughs) that they would be able to choose their own hours and work whenever they wanted or whatever. Um, And then when they actually implemented that process, they hired so many people to cover all the hours that all those people who had guaranteed hours before suddenly weren't getting hardly any hours. Um, And so, you know, they're the um, structuring process of the warehouse and operations stuff is definitely um, to be diplomatic about it. It's de- definitely needs some work. <laughs> I, well, I just <clears throat> I know someone that just got a job at Amazon in mm-hmm. Denver, and he, I think he works at the Denver International Airport where there's a mm-hmm. hub or something. And mm-hmm. he's uh, he's he's loving it, you know. Yeah. He's, well, they might have evolved since over the past few years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's different types of warehouses that you work in and I'll I'll be honest, I had some great experiences at Amazon. Um, it, 
it gave me the opportunity to work my way up uh, and into a management position and, um, you know, learn the business from, from the, the bottom up. And that gave me the opportunity to travel and, you know, tr- go international for the first time in my life and, you know, um, just really have some amazing experiences um, because of the, um, the money that I was making at Amazon. Where did you go? Um, I went to my first trip was to Scotland. That's the first trip I ever went oh, on. Um, cool. I went and spent a couple of weeks in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, during the, Edinburgh. yeah, Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. before during the uh, Fringe Festival, uh, which is a world an international performing arts festival that was just phenomenal, um, and it it's, uh, it brings in hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world, and every street corner is just packed with. Uh, performers and oh, I've heard of that. Okay, was too. it comedians? Uh, yeah, there's comedians, there's musicians, there's uh, random um, like variety performers. There's all kinds of stuff. What's it called um, again? It's called the Fringe Festival. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, definitely. Have, have you heard of William Wallace? Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Is there man, anything? So, is was there anything like dedicated to him? Is is he like a national treasure? Or is it just kind of that one movie, and we think he's something? I think there's a statue somewhere in like the the city center. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I didn't see much else otherwise. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just random. <laughs> I uh, I've only been. Well, I went to Iraq in a couple of places but like i went to iceland for oh, cool. a on like a trip kind of vacation mm-hmm. it was cool it's kind of like america it wasn't anything terribly special i wasn't like oh my this is so foreign you know and weird yeah yeah it's i mean it's pretty westernized you know right but yeah it is very different there just with the the lifestyle there is very different because of the the weather and you know just everything's so spread out <laughs> In Scotland? No, in Iceland. Oh, you went to Iceland too? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Just I was just in Reykjavik. I didn't do all the... Um, like, I didn't get to see all the landscape and ice caves and all that stuff yet, but... Hopefully yeah, I I saw, yeah, I saw a couple of... I, 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 was, I was there for like four days, Reykjavik. Okay. I don't even know. But uh, we went and saw a waterfall and like a black beach and pretty and just you know it's an island so we went to these like lighthouses and stuff that was kind of mm. cool and some viking it's shit cool. i guess there, there were vikings at one point mm-hmm. there i like like i mean i like vikings yeah. i think i think i think they was settled by vikings i'm pretty sure but it, either way great spot great place i love it there <laughs> Have you yeah. done any other like international vacations outside of you know, your military experiences? Uh, Mexico. Okay, <laughs> nice. Is that Solid. Uh, <laughs> Cabo. <laughs> I had, no, t- more like Tijuana and Rosarito. Oh, okay, nice. Just very yeah. border towns. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. nothing terribly special. It was pretty gross, actually. Not <laughs> very impressed with Tijuana. Although I've heard, you know, maybe it's gotten better but it's been like 20 years. We should do a trip together sometime. We'll just take uh-huh. a week and go, go somewhere. I need to go <laughs> somewhere. Where would I want to go? I want to go to Egypt. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, cool. uh, Greece. 
I guess yes. Mykonos or something. Mykonos, yeah, yeah. Greece is at the top of my list. I've been wanting to go there for years. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> just go a couple more bucks. Go chill on the beach and <laughs> drink something fruity with alcohol in it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Greece, Greece and Italy would be a fun trip. Yeah. Oh, like Rome, Vatican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, and all those coastal Italy. cities where it's all beautiful and yeah, just relaxing. <laughs> we got it nice so. here. Grass is always greener. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. The U.S. has a, a lot of really amazing places. That tour I went on, that two months I was on the road, I saw so many amazing things, man. Just land, just the, the landscape in the U.S. changes so drastically, and there's some really beautiful things in this country. If you've never driven through Kentucky, mm-hmm. like these, they have these rolling hills that it's just, it's beautiful. It's like this is fucking cool. Man. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I like texture in the landscape, you know, instead of mm. just a long plain, yep. which I, you know, I have here in Colorado, but that <laughs> it's not like in Kentucky. So they're just smaller versions. And um, I really liked the Badlands, oh. uh, the Badlands National Park. That is where's, so amazing. Where's that? Uh, it's in South Dakota. Yeah, uh-huh. South Dakota. Yeah, um, that was just the the rock, the rocks there, the rock formations and the canyons and stuff. Just they're awesome. Wow, I just got contacted from the South Dakota Department of Revenue earlier today, saying that if we don't file our late our monthly tax, whatever. They're going to put a lien on our company. I was like, take it easy, dude. First of all, we just started. We just started doing this whole like taxes and stuff because Mm -hmm. it's becoming more. We crossed some thresholds and we started in February, but we were doing Mm -hmm. the paperwork in January. So because we were doing the paperwork in January, we put January's date, but we didn't start till February. Gotcha. And so we were like, okay, I'm going to pay the the $10 and file a zero return. And he was like, Mm -hmm. then he was happy. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny <laughs> it was so weird hey do you have the ability to pause this i don't but you can go to the bathroom or something if you need to cool yeah all i'm right. gonna do that real quick all, all right. right okay make it happen captain we're gonna be wrapping up shortly anyways but go ahead this episode is brought to you by third eye cacao and i'll tell you what i love it i've been drinking it every morning i put it in my coffee without and I mean, i'm almost out so i'm about to order some more i'm gonna I'm not even gonna ask them to send me cacao because they're a small business they're based in austin texas they're trying to hustle they're trying to make provide a, a good product at a reasonable cost and i don't want to take advantage of them just because i'm a celebrity so i'm gonna buy my own third eye cacao and you should buy your own third eye cacao at third you can use promo code time wheel and you're going to save i think 15 percent. why time wheel well we're in the time wheel network of podcasts and it's a sister company i'm actually part owner and uh, it's my brother's company who's part owner in sheath so we're using promo code time wheel at third eye cacao try it out you will not be disappointed i get the crumbs but you can get the little these little wafers 
either one is good drop it in the coffee and it will induce a feeling of heartwarming love in your soul you're going to be so pleased with this ingredient in your coffee it is natural cacao it's like the precursor to chocolate so it even tastes good it's just not that sweet zach is back we're gonna get back with him we're talking about third eye cacao over here zach have you ever have you ever had cacao yes i have i have actually at the um the church of the sacred womb with the one of the time wheel uh, actually it was yeah at the um the, the podcast uh panel yeah they did again yeah, we were yeah, that we had such a great podcast. That was one of my best, in that my opinion. Awesome. I was like on fire, and then fucking they didn't record that one, and I'm like, damn. Oh, me. they didn't record that. Ah, oh, it was so good. I know. I was. I was. That was one time <laughs> when I was like really kind of feeling myself. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. We had we had a crowd. I was doing like crowd mm-hmm. work. We were just bigging up, podcasting, and you know. uh consciousness i guess and 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 Mm -hmm. taking chances and business and fulfilling your dreams or whatever it was was really really on point yeah Mm -hmm. and then you drank some cacao (laughs) yeah i had some cacao there that night that was i think that was the first time i'd had it um and i think it was great it tasted good i just uh i don't know that i noticed any like effects from it necessarily it's kind of subtle but but yeah. they say that you will feel like you're falling in love. You didn't feel like you were falling in love? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really know because I, I admittedly did have some uh, some other things that night. So, Hey, well, <laughs> uh, we're selling Third Eye Cacao or we're promoting it. They're a sponsor of the show, Third Eye Cacao awesome. out of Austin. And I've been putting it in my coffee every morning and I'm very pleased. So I'm just uh, telling the people, cool. hey, get yourself some some drink yeah and it's it's good I would, I would love to try it as a regimen for sure yeah uh, they sent me some and i bought some and it's, i'm almost out i'm gonna i'm about to buy some more do you drink you drink coffee don't you or do you drink mm-hmm. coffee? oh yeah i love i love coffee yeah just throw it in your coffee cool that's easy i've been doing that with a uh, chagachino it's a like a mushroom cappuccino mix um chaga and yeah, yeah. mm-hmm yeah, it's chaga and like some other mushroom, you know, um, like different different mushroom supplements, and really really good for the brain power. So, oh, I'm all I'm doing the lion's mane, mm-hmm. um, and I do like this ginkgo. And are there other mushrooms that I do? Regular psychedelic mushrooms from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been about it's been a good couple of months. I was doing it every month, anyways, for a while, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, I think I'm enlightened. I've done mm-hmm. enough mushrooms. Yeah, the uh, you know the I've had benefits from the microdosing. Um, yeah, for like ADHD and mm-hmm. like other kind of shit that I deal with, um, that has actually made a huge difference. Just uh, doing regular, like using it as a su- as a supplement more so. Agreed. So, oh, I love yeah. it. I love microdosing actually. Um, just. You, you know, you, I think you're supposed to take an amount where you're not supposed to feel it, but I always take an, an mm-hmm. amount where I just feel it a little bit. Just, yeah, just yeah. a little, just just over the horizon. <laughs> yeah, just a little yeah. tingle in my mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I was gonna your I, your shirt. I love that you're wearing that shirt. Um, just want to give a little shout out to my buddy at Stan Strong. Um, yeah, StanStrong.co. He does these uh, suicide awareness uh, clothing, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's another one of those guys. You know, he's a veteran as well, and um, he's working on building his company up from you know more than just a clothing brand. He's actually you know trying to build something that is uh, all about suicide awareness and really trying to help people share their stories and uh, help others to um, to maybe not make that decision. You know. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout out him real quick because because um, you had the shirt on and it's good good timing. So. Yeah, when I, I went to the post office earlier and this girl was like, "I love your shirt." I totally forgot I was wearing it, and so it's it resonates with people. Fuck suicide, stand strong. Mm-hmm. Like fuck it, fuck that shit. It's not worth ending your life over some girl, dude. Right? Come on, mm-hmm. bro. There's other girls in the sea. Yeah, or really anything that you have control over, you know? Um, I know a lot of people, I've never been to that point where I just feel like I don't have another choice. Um, But I have been learning a lot, though, about how much we control, you know? Um, And I think it's really important to provide those tools for people to understand that they have control over so much in their lives that, I think a lot of us end up feeling like we necessarily, we might, we don't necessarily have control over. So, yeah, I mean, I've thought of it. I've thought of suicide like as an option Mm -hmm. because you're, you might be, maybe you're not, maybe you're stuck in this relationship with somebody you hate and it's like, fuck this. I have, there's no way out. If I, you know, get a divorce, it's going to cost me all this money. If I stay, I'm going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm done, you know? And then, but you get out of the relationship and then you find out, Hey, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. I'm still alive and I, you know, I still got some money and I can survive. And and one thing I, I, now I always remember this and I I don't want to just put it out there to people. The horizon is, you know, it's always coming towards you, I guess. And Mm -hmm. if you're on a, downward slope of life and like because the life life is a bunch of wave patterns you know we're all energy mm-hmm. and vibrations and vibrations are wave patterns and you have up and down wave patterns cycles up and down up and down it's always up and down it's never like a straight up it's never straight down it's always up and down mm-hmm. so if you happen to be yeah <laughs> if you happen to be on a down just know that there's an up around the corner. But likewise, if you're on an up, there's probably a down. I mean, it's going to be a little, it's, you know, it's not going to just keep going up. So be ready for something down. It might not be like an anvil to the bottom of the sea it, or, you know, like a, a rock sinking, but it's going to be a, an up and down the seesaw. It's up and down. So just know it gets better. So just hang in there and uh, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Leave some comments. We can tell you where to get into a meeting here and go have a beer with a dude who's going through something similar as you, probably. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, and that's that's 
what it's all about, man. And that's what dark blue is all about. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, that's, I don't know. I mean, you know, therapy is great. And I think it's important and necessary. Um, but I think sometimes it's just easier to connect over, you know, with somebody who's on your level, you know, yeah, totally. um, so yeah, that's why like the whole peer led idea for the men's groups. That's, that's the point is really trying to have, just have people in your life who are like you, you can go share a beer with and, you know, figure out your stuff. So. Yeah. Just, ex um, express yourself like Madonna said, I think, or somebody, <laughs> and it's kind of just it's cathartic. And, and then you find out you're not alone and mm -hmm. there's a way out of this. So just, and you can like help people once you get out of it, then you can go help people who are in it. And that's something also to look forward to because helping people is one of the best things you can do in this whole life. Yeah. It's that trickle down effect, you know, it, it works. It really does work. Um, I mean, when we, when we have, when we learn what we need to learn to be better humans, people see that and they see that in us. And, you know, I think there's, there's like some magnetism in that where, you know, if we work on ourselves, people can see that we're working on ourselves and they want that. They want the same thing. Yeah. And they'll work on themselves maybe. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. So working on yourself is helping other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't forget it. Okay, people. This is mm -hmm. another one. It's been another fabulous episode. This is we're a little over the all over the place, but not too bad. And I think we covered some important topics. So I'm very pleased. Yeah, the ADHD crowd will love this one. Yeah, they're gonna be like, <laughs> where are we going with this stream of consciousness? Nobody knows, but here we go. We'll follow you anywhere. Okay. Thank yeah. you everyone for hey. being here. Yeah. Sorry. And I want you, you tell everyone I... where they yeah. can find you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun there. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, check us out into the darkblue.com. Uh, same thing on social media into the underscore dark blue on Instagram and just search into the dark blue on TikTok. It's all pretty cohesive. Um, and then we do also, if you want to buy some underwear and you want a little bit of money off, use our promo code dark blue, all caps dark blue you get 25 percent off uh same thing with stand strong as well uh if you want to buy some stand strong clothes you can uh, get 20 percent off with those guys with the dark blue promo code as well so um everything you do with that actually helps support our organization too and 100%. so that it's yeah it's amazing so if you like what we're doing as far as providing these men's groups then you get yourself a t-shirt or some underwear and uh it also helps us do what we're doing yeah portion portion of the proceeds goes to this organization and it's helping set up more men's groups around the united states it's a great yeah. thing uh tiktok is on fire check him out he's got it down he's got a little system that i think you'll enjoy so follow him there Zach Jewell, you're the man. Thank you for coming. You too. Everyone else, we will see you again next week. Bye. Yep. Cheers. Bow, bow, bow. All right. <laughs>